Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. In the summer issue of American Road Magazine, we took a jog through the deep south in tunnel vision and explored the Grand Gulf Raymond Scenic Byway in Mississippi. Signs have finally been put up that tell the story of this 50-mile stretch of southern byway beauty, which traces one of the most significant marches in America's bloody Civil War. Our guest on this podcast is retired General Parker Hills, a Civil War military expert and longtime supporter of the Grand Gulf Raven Scenic Byway. Journey with us as he describes the route and its relationship to General Ulysses S. Grant's pivotal victory at Vicksburg. This podcast is sponsored by Levy County, Florida. Have you ever wanted to just get away from it all? Escape to our cozy seaside town where amazing sunsets, excellent fishing, and crystal clear springs await your arrival. Come relax in Levy County, Florida. Explore our website, visitnaturecoast.com. That's visitnaturecoast.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Vandalia, Illinois where for more than 40 years they have been celebrating their history and heritage with the Grand Levee on the grounds of the Vandalia State House, the oldest state capitol building in Illinois. This year, 2014, the event will be held on the first weekend of October, the 3rd and 4th. All events for the Grand Levee will take place on the State House lawn. Bring the entire family for a wonderful harvest festival at the Vandalia Grand Levee. For more information, visit vandaliaillinois.com backslash grandlevee. In our summer edition of American Road Magazine, uh, under the tunnel vision area, we had an article down there about some signs finally going up that will give some recognition to uh, one of the newer scenic byways that's around. It's called the Grand Gulf Raymond Scenic Byway. It's in Mississippi. And with us is somebody who knows quite a bit about that area and also about uh, what the scenic byway down there celebrates. And that's Parker Hills. He's a retired general in the Army and uh, is currently a a Civil War buff, if you will, but somebody who also uses the information of those battles that he studied to train other folks as well. Parker, thank you very much for being with us here on American Road Trip Talk. You're certainly welcome, and I'm glad to, glad to be here to talk to you about the Grand Gulf Raymond Scenic Byway. Let's talk a little bit about where that is and maybe then why that particular road was chosen. Well, the, uh, the road uh, is the historic, much of that road is the historic Natchez Trace as opposed to the modern Natchez Trace, uh, which ah. for many, many years was Mississippi's only scenic byway, a national scenic byway. And back in 2003, when I was president of the Friends of the Vicksburg campaign and historic trail, one of our initiatives was to have that road named. It's a 50-mile stretch of road that goes from Grand Gulf, Mississippi to Raymond, Mississippi, and to have that stretch of road named as the Mississippi's first state scenic byway. Uh, We were successful. It was signed into a law by the governor in April of 2004, and it became the, the first scenic byway, state scenic byway in Mississippi. The significance of it was that that is the road, uh, that 50-mile stretch of road, that uh, General Ulysses Grant used during the final offensive of the Vicksburg campaign to move inland to Mississippi to cut the railroad and eventually to capture Vicksburg. And all of this was in uh, May of 1863. Mm. Now, by the way, speaking of dates, uh, you are also part, as I understand, of the uh, Mississippi Civil War Sesquicentennial Commission. That's the 150th year anniversary. Yes, I chair that commission uh, uh, for the state. And uh, 
as part as uh, as the chair of that. I've been working for the since 2004 to try to get that road properly uh, interpreted. I was partially successful in in uh, 2008 when I chaired the Mississippi Civil War Battlefield Commission. We were able to get three signs, uh, three state historical markers put in place. Uh, one at Grand Gulf and two at Raymond. So, they, but they were 50 miles apart. We have a whole 50 mile stretch we needed to interpret. And this past year, 2013, as chair of the commission, we were able to get private funding to buy the markers uh, to interpret that road. We now have a, a total of 18 markers along that the uh, that road, so it's very well interpreted. Now, as you're saying, by the way, these aren't just simply signposts. They're also in their interpretive in the sense they tell you something significant that happened there. That's correct. These are the state historical markers, They uh, and uh, each marker uh, tells you at that site uh, what was so significant. So each of the sites, and these are basically decision points along the road where ah. Grant make decisions as to what was going on, I see. what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. I always uh, like to emphasize uh, where the gray matter was burnt, where the decisions were made, not necessarily the gunpowder, because yeah. uh, battles are won uh, before they're fought by the planning process, and it shows the wonderful planning process that Grant used uh, in what the U.S. Army has always called the 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 greatest offensive campaign ever fought on American soil. That's this interesting, too, because as I read a little bit of the background of that, the issue was that actually Grant was supposed to be, he was not the chief military officer in the area. He was supposed to be waiting for somebody else's orders, but he decided to make the march on his own and it proved to be a critical decision. Very much so. When he got when he, Grant arrived at Grand Gulf, uh, the general-in-chief out of Washington, D.C., had ordered him to occupy Grand Gulf, and then uh, send troops south down to Port Hudson, Louisiana, which is about 18 miles north of Baton Rouge on the Mississippi River, and help uh, General Nathaniel Banks capture Port Hudson. Then Banks would steam northward on the Mississippi River with his and Grant's troops to Grand Gulf, and then the two combined armies would go capture Vicksburg. Uh, There was a little problem with that because... Banks was senior to Grant, a former governor of Massachusetts, a senior to Grant. Grant didn't want to work for Banks. And Grant <laughs> knew that Abraham Lincoln was running out of time. The, the nation was running out of patience. Mm. Uh, uh, suffered dramatic losses, uh, almost 30,000 men over the month of December of 1862. Oh, my word. Lincoln the midterm congressional elections in October and November of 62. And while Grant's doing this, the Battle of Chancellorsville is being fought in Virginia. And consequently, uh, Abraham Lincoln is going to really be, uh, when he learns that, uh, that Joe Hooker has retreated across the Rappahannock River at Chancellorsville on the fifth day of May, Lincoln is going to actually say, my God, my God, what will the country say? What will the country say? He thinks he's lost the war. Wow. Grant knew. He knew that Lincoln was running out of time. Mm-hmm. He had a dramatic decision yeah. on the third day of May, 1863, at Grand Gulf to go against the game plan and go after Vicksburg on his own. That meant two things. Uh, uh, he could he could get a quicker victory, and he would not have to work for Nathaniel Banks, who was <laughs> planning on running against Abraham Lincoln the next year in the 64 elections. Oh, my word. That is amazing. The history behind it is absolutely fascinating. So if I'm understanding correctly what you're saying, Parker Hills, is that this particular scenic byway traces probably one of the critical battles, um, key battles, in the course of the war, it sounded like it was the war really turned, the Civil War really turned after this particular victory in Vicksburg. It 
it's absolutely my belief that uh, Grant's capture of the Vicksburg of, of Vicksburg and his Vicksburg campaign saved the nation. Wow, that's fascinating. So, folks, now you can trace that same route, and it sounds like as they're tracing it, as you said, with these signs now that are up along the uh, Grand Gulf Raymond Scenic Byway, they'll see points where important decisions were made in this really critical battle. Is there is there much to see as, as you're driving along down there? Yes, uh, you will see. Uh, we put up, by the way, directional markers because some of these roads, uh, the back roads, are very uh, serpentine going through the uh, steep bluffs and, and deep road cuts. So in December of this past year of 2013, we hammered in 37 directional markers that say Grant's March. So along with the uh-huh. 18 interpretive markers, there are signs along the way so you won't get lost. Uh, when you begin at Grand Gulf, Grand Gulf is one of the best-kept secrets in the state of Mississippi. It's a marvelous state park with a museum and things to see there at the beginning. And then when you get to the end, you come to the Raymond Battlefield, which uh, I have uh, for many years been a president of the Friends of Raymond, uh, at least I was for quite a while, and on the board, and we were able to uh, install all of the artillery pieces that were at the Battle of Raymond in the correct caliber and the correct location. So we have 25 guns on the battlefield, three Confederate and 22 Federal, uh, only battlefield in the nation that can boast that uh, a one-to-one gun ratio on the right caliber and the right location. So it's a wonderful little battlefield to visit. So this is a, this a treat at the beginning and a treat at the end of the battlefield, and including some of the most beautiful countryside that you will ever want to see by driving that 50-mile route. But I have to warn folks, uh, uh, there are no bathrooms on that 50-mile road. So oh, no. Be careful what you drink uh, before you, you leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Or, it's very uh, rural. Or if people are in RVs, they will be at an advantage doing that thing. But it sounds like a fascinating route, folks. It's called the Grand Gulf Raymond Scenic Byway. And uh, Parker Hills, thank you so much for describing this for us. You study the battles of the Civil War, et cetera, and that's your background. I, uh, I spent uh, 33 years in the in the Army, and I used the battles. I uh, started doing this in the 1980s, the battles to train soldiers on leadership mm. uh, and military techniques, uh, the effects of terrain and so forth. And uh, when I retired in 2001, uh, the military continued to call me, and, and before I knew it, uh, Civilian groups were doing the same thing, and so I started doing uh, tours, uh, and I still conduct leadership oh, cool. training. Matter of fact, I'm leaving this afternoon to conduct some leadership training Excellent. for the next day. Parker Hills, thanks so much for uncovering, I think, one of the great gems down there in the south. So folks are traveling uh, uh, whatever time of year it may happen down there. Uh, it starts at Grand Gulf, and then it heads towards Raymond. And it's a 50-mile stretch. It's now well-interpreted. Lots of good markers there, thanks to Parker Hills and other private folks who have come in and helped to make this happen. Thank you so much for filling in the blanks here on a sto- giving us a story behind the article here in American Road Magazine. Austria, it has been a pleasure, and thank you for calling. Thank you. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Visit us online at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. 
Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey. We'll be right back.